Hey, what's up? This is Alex, and I want to welcome you to the No Gimmicks podcast, number nine, I believe. So, recently moved to Texas from California, so I kind of been lagging on making a new video, a new podcast. But today's a day where you get a brand new podcast. And I kind of wanted to get a little bit more insightful on this one. Only because today I had one of those days that everybody has. Where you doubt yourself. Where you're thinking about a lot of negative things. Only because I was feeling homesick. So I want to talk about the time that I spent in jail. Yep, that's right. I said it. When I was in jail, and I'm not talking about jail for a day, I'm not talking about jail for two days, I'm not talking about being in the drunk chamber or the drunk the drunk tank where they try to sober you up. I'm talking about well, the first time was two weeks, the second time was three months. So yep, I was booked. I uh, you know had my own little bed, I had my own little everything. So let's talk about that. So let's fast forward to the first night. To the first night when I was actually in jail. The first night when I got there, I thought I was gonna get out that night or the next day or something. I was sitting there and I was just thinking, man, this is crazy. And you know, there's a bunch of other guys around me, and we're in those uh, holding cells to see whether if you're gonna go in the drunk tank or whether what you're gonna get charged with. And I was there, and I seen, you know, one guy get up, get out. I seen another guy get up, get out. I seen another guy get up and get out. You know, they would walk in, they would walk out. Different things, you know, everybody was getting called. Finally, like around 2 or 3 in the morning, my name got called. When my name got called, I was like, all right, cool, you know. All right, I'm about to leave. They were probably letting me out now. So they opened the door. And they said, okay, walk on the yellow line. And I'm walking on the yellow line. And I see, I hear two other names get called. They're getting called. We're all walking the yellow line. And then we go into this little room. And the little room has a bunch of what it seemed like to be like uh, lockers. And a bench in the middle. It looked like a locker room pretty much. And they said, all right, get undressed and put these on. What size are you? Uh, large. Shirt. Large. Uh, size 34. Okay, large. Bam. What size are you? The next guy. What size are you? And the next guy. And the next guy. And the next guy. And that's when it hit me. When I seen those orange... Their orange, like, pajamas. Orange sandals. Those, it, it, I was just like, holy shit. And when that happened, it's just... I felt alone. I felt like a sense of like, my mom can't help me. My dad can't help me. None of my brothers, not my sister, not my girl, like none of my friends. Nobody could help you at that point. You're there. Shit gets real. There's no matter how many followers you have. No matter what, you're there alone and nobody can do nothing for you. So they gave me a little tub. They gave me they gave me one um, uh, soap, a little toothbrush, uh, 
a little shaver, um, a blanket, and this plastic mat where I'm supposed to sleep on. And they take everybody to different places, you know, uh, PCs, protective custody, they have green, so they get sent somewhere else. I had oranges, so they sent me somewhere else. But it's just, that's pretty much how it breaks down. So, we get to the bunkers. It's pretty much like a, I'm assuming it's like, when you're in the military, you have uh, bunk beds. It's like a room, Just it looks like a warehouse just filled with bunk beds. In the front, there's like four or five little tables. You get like one one or two TVs in the restrooms. There's no walls. There's like one toilet right next to the other. The showers are on the other side. And honestly, I'm taking it all in as I'm walking in. And everybody's asleep. And some, some gangster-looking dude comes up to me. Half asleep. He's like, what's up, homie? Where are you from? I'm like, oh, man. Um, from nowhere. He's like, what are you? Are you a sureño or are you a paisa? And I'm like, uh, oh, he's like, do you speak Spanish? I was like, yeah. He's like, does your family speak Spanish? Yes. Um, are you a gang member? No. Okay. So you're probably a paisa. I'm like, all right. So then a paisano comes up to me. He calls, he calls him up, and then the paisano comes up to me. Paisano's like, oh, you know, pretty much you're going to be over here with the paisanos. So everything gets broken down. So if you're Mexican or Latino, it's uh, paisanos, right? Paisas. They all, it's like one little click. And you get the sureños, which is like your gang member, you know, you're bald or, you know, like ex, you know, wh- whatever reason. Then you get the black people. And then you get like the Asians and Polynesians. And they kind of like click with the black people. And then you get the whites, which is pretty much the peck of woods. And uh, that's pretty much it. So, you know, he's he sits me down. He's like, all right, this is going to be your bunk. As soon as another bunk's available, where it's like you go down lower. Because there's three, it's one bunk is like three high. So one at the bottom, one in the middle, one at the top. He's like, as soon as there's one available, you know, you can, you can move down. Um, but right now you get the top bunk. So you get the top bunk and the lights never turn off in there. There, it's no darkness. It's on 24-7. So imagine having the top bunk and the light just flashing in your face the whole time. And now I was sitting there just thinking like, fuck, I'm really in here. Like, there's honestly nothing I can do at this moment. And they told me that like, yeah, like in a week or two, you're probably going to go to video court. They're going to tell you what you're charged with. And I told them what I was charged with. And I said, you're probably going to do like a week or two in here max, but you'll be fine. But... I think I was 18 or 19, so I was a little kid still, I didn't, I I wasn't grown up, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, mature, like, I don't, I don't, (laughs) I just, I don't know how else to explain it, but it's just, I just wasn't a a grown up, I guess, so I'm there, and the first night I couldn't sleep, of course, the next day, I was just all freaked out. I didn't know what the hell to do. I didn't know who to talk to. And, you know, the guy that introduced me to everybody, which all the paisas were pretty cool. Everybody was, like, chill. Nobody was really trying to start anything, but they were kind of breaking down the rules, you know. On this day, we do this. On this day, we do that. If 
you want to work out, you can work out here. Um, food is at this time. You know, you can shower at this time. If you need to take shit, whatever, go for it whenever you need it. Um, don't go over here with these people. Don't do that. Don't do this. And it's pretty much they break down the rules. And you're sitting there and you're like, I'm fucking really in here. There's really nothing I can do to get out. I have to wait. And honestly, that's when patience comes in. You know, you could cry, you could let it all out, um, you could freaking yell, you could do you, you know, anything, but you're still gonna be there no matter what. And now, this was only two weeks, and I know uh, if you've been to jail, if you've been in prison, two weeks isn't anything. But I'm just telling you from my perspective of being there for the first time of what I felt. People have been in there for years and they're accustomed to it. They're programmed to it. Me, I'm telling you from my first, this is the first time. I'm not going to go into the second time. This time, this podcast. I'll go into it next podcast. But this was the first time. So, you know, day one went by, day two, day three. You start kind of getting accustomed to it. You start getting programmed. Okay, wake up at 5 in the morning, there's chow. Come back, go to sleep. Wake up, you know, whatever time you usually wake up, then there's um, lunch. Chow again, right? And you come back, you, you know, do whatever you do. And there's chow again. So you get three meals a day. You get showers. You get a shitter. You get a bed. And you get a TV. Uh, I mean... Be, unless you're fucking around doing shit, nobody's really gonna fuck with you, unless you take, unless you think you're the shit and you're walking around with your head all high. Then somebody's gonna pick you out. Now, at the same time, you can't walk in there with your head down. Ooh, I'm scared, cause then definitely they're gonna pick on you. So you definitely don't want to do that. But honestly, I think I was broken down by like the third or fourth day. You know, I kept on calling my mom. I kept on calling my girl. And, you know, they have to pay for those calls. So I don't expect them to answer at all times. And my mom would tell me, like, hey, like, all you can do is just wait it out. There's really nothing I can do to get you out. And it would hurt to hear that. Because, you know, every time you need something, every time I needed something at that point in my life, I would, you know, rely, like, okay, hey, mom, can you help me out? Hey, dad, can you help me out? Hey, you know, can you guys help me out? But there's really nothing you could do. And she told me, you got yourself into this and now you got to wait it out. And I think that was the most grown-up thing, grown-up I've ever felt feeling like that, knowing that. And just thinking about it right now kind of makes me realize, like, damn, I actually went through that. And I'm not going to say I grew up just because I went to jail one time, but it definitely changed my mindset. It definitely made me see things in a completely different way and i'm thankful now i'm thankful that i'm out there i'm thankful that's a past thing in my life i'm thankful i'm beyond that i'm thankful for a lot of things it's just crazy to think that i was actually there it's crazy to think that you know things that i did led me to be there to feel alone to feel lost, to feel like you can't do anything, you know, that was only two weeks, now imagine the people that are there for years, for years, they're just there, I can't, I can't even compare, or begin to compare to how they feel, 
or or what they feel. You know, some people deserve to be in there. Some people don't. But at the end of the day, prison, jail, anything, being locked up and away from your family, from your friends, from your love, from your loved ones, from your freedom, is a horrible thing. Again, this is Alex. This is a No Gimmicks Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you guys. You guys fucking rock. You dudes are cool. USs are wild. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Talk to you later. This is Alex. Have a good night.